Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program, and we are super blessed that you can join us here. Um, excited for a new year and a um, same direction in the sense that we will continue through God's Word, applying it um, to our lives, looking at life uh, through God's Word. So we're applying a biblical worldview um, to our interaction in life and making sure that that God is honored in our life in that manner. And so if this is your first time listening, maybe you're tuning in for the first time here in 2021, we want to say uh, welcome to Shouts of Grace um, and hope that you find a place here where you can grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And also to let you know that we do have a website at shoutsofgraceradio.com. That's shoutsofgraceradio.com. And there you can catch up on a number of past episodes and broadcasts um, from a whole host of topics. And so we encourage you to go on and to check that out. And if you are a continued listener here um, on Shouts of Grace, we want to say thank you for your support. And as as always, we want to um, give a shout out to Key Radio for the use of their studios. Um, so today in studio, um, I have a good friend of mine, um, Michael Cunningham. What's up, my brother? How you doing? Good. How's your on. How's your New Year been so far? Well, pretty good so far. I guess yeah, you guess. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's crazy it's, out there. It, it's crazy. Um, you know, we're we've just had a um, you know as a as a nation, we just had a very very rough week. Um, That's true. Seeing, seeing, you know, some some really unfortunate things taking place at the Capitol and with our politics, and you know, it just it's just a constant reminder to me. You know, I, I heard somebody once say that democracy is the worst form of government after all the others, um, meaning that at some point every human institution breaks down because of humans. <laughs> you know, I wish I wish it were otherwise, but but the truth is, you know, as a people, we're really struggling right now to kind of find ourselves and and we're seeing a lot of issues of the heart come out and it really doesn't matter um what what political side you land on it's it's everyone and and it's just been super pervasive uh, through 2020 and now um it seems to be kind of carrying on to this new year I know and for those who thought that just the changing of the year was going to fix yeah. all the problems I think that that was just um not accurate yeah 100% was, that was a super superstitious and yeah. it wasn't just because the last year was the year 2020. It was because we have been on this path for a long time. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, we are incurring um, the penalty for our actions. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I'm, I'm glad you said that because that's actually what I want to talk about on this episode, Mike, is this idea that, you know, I know. I know when we jump into the to, to the political arena, we've got people shifting blame on each side, and you know, well, this you know, the last four years has been this and that or whatever. And here's the thing: America's woes that we're experiencing today they go far deeper than four years. They do. They they really extend back decades and decades. You know, um, and and it's it's really. In fact, we can even say probably probably a century, right? I mean, the Easy. the 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 idea that when you get a group of get a group of people together to form a culture 
and those people are sinners, at some point sin's going to become pervasive in a society, right? And so, and then society, we we kind of deal with with um, you know not 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 really the core issues, but we deal with all the symptoms, and we carry on in life. And it's like, well, why are things so bad? And so, what I want to do today, Mike, is I kind of want to talk about that a little bit because. You know, I, I believe as a Christian, if you're listening and, and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, I, I believe as a Christian, the Bible teaches that God has a design for our life, Mike, right? And and the, the truth of the matter is, when we go according to that design, there is great blessing uh, that that's, that's attached to that. But when we don't, Scripture has something to say about that. So what I want to do is I want to kind of push us off the dock here and read this out of Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. And it says this, it says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, that is what he will also reap. Galatians 6, 7. And then it says in the next verse, for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. So Mike, from a from a salvation um, perspective, before we jump into the other side of this, what is that verse essentially saying? That we are saved by grace through faith in Christ, period. That we cannot earn this. Now, there's a lot of reasons to do good things, and that we are you know, we, we, we are imagers of God, and we, at our best, we do reflect him here. But that is not the, the point of our salvation. We are we have first and foremost have to come to grips with the fact that we need God, that we are saved without hope unless we you know assent to God and say, God save me, and mm-hmm. He does so. And then in that that begins the journey of following Him uh, through through you know the spiritual disciplines of prayer and scripture reading and and just you know letting Him start forming our character and molding our character and being our guidance. Uh, here on earth to make, you know, as the, as the Lord's prayer says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as is in heaven. That means that by reflecting him and by walking in his empowerment, we get to bring a little bit of what we hope to taste on the other side of this here on earth. Yeah. But we are on our own power and our own governments and our own lobbying and our own money cannot fix this apart from God. Yeah, 100% agree. And, and, and I would say, you know, when you look at that verse, it, it really kind of gives it gives us kind of two pathways, right, and how we're going to conduct our lives. It says, if you sow to the flesh, this is what you're going to get. It's going to be corruption, decay, right? But if you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap everlasting life. And so those are really the two paths that are laid out there, is that if I put my my energy, my investment, my time into sowing into the flesh, meaning I am I am a fleshly person that is unregenerated, separate from God, unholy, incapable of reaching God. If I put my life into that bucket and I go ahead and live accordingly and I never bring God into the equation whatsoever, then Scripture is saying I'm going to get something from that bucket. In other words, what I pour in, it's going to be poured back out. And what's going to be poured out, it says, is corruption or decay. And, Mike, we see that in people's lives, right? They, when, we, when a person chooses not to walk with the Lord, they experience decay, right? right. They experience decay in their relationships, their marriage, their finances. Talk about talk about putting your energy into something that's going to hurt you. Imagine you're on this quest or you're in this competition and you go 100% towards it and you find out 
that the uh, gift or the, the trophy or the prize is not a prize, it's death. That's what it is to follow this world. It's enticing, it's pretty, it's shiny, it's distracting, and we go after it with all the, that we have sometimes that we don't have the biblical perspective. But the imagine it's not even it's funny, what we think is going to be a payoff, what we think is going to be happiness, what we think is going to be fulfillment or enlightenment ends up being the very thing that takes us down. Yeah. And it hurts us and hurts not just us, our families, our, the generations that follow us, our mm-hmm. community, our society. And it's so seductive because obviously if something had big poison sign on it, we wouldn't touch it. Yeah. But instead we have, uh, you know, it's, it's dressed up and disguised as things that we think are, are going to be very attractive to us and very beneficial to us. And that's, that's the real tragedy of the situation is yeah. what we think is the, the, desi- the effect ends up being absolutely the opposite of what we were pursuing. Can you imagine when, if, if when Lot was standing up there with Abraham and he was looking out at the, at the well-watered plain of the Jordan, there was a sign that said, if you go this way, you're going to um, be trapped. You're going to find yourself vexed every day. Your soul's going to be vexed by the things you see. Um, there, there's going to be, there, there's going to be mass sexual sin there. You're mm-hmm. not going to be accepted. You're going to be rejected. And uh, yeah, by the way, you're going to lose your wife in the end. Right. right. But, but it's like you say, you know, sin is so enticing because it's like the well-watered Jordan. We look out and we go, oh, I like that. That looks great. But he didn't see the sign. He didn't see the lights of Sodom and Gomorrah. He had no idea what happens when you choose a path that is not God's path. And then what it does when it traps you and holds you there and you literally get out by the skin of your teeth. I mean, you just barely escape and and it's just a it's it's a sad reality mike that we live with and and here's the thing it doesn't have to be that way because the other path to it is he lays out there as he says but if you sow to the spirit you'll reap everlasting life what does that mean well in romans 8 13 it says for if you live according to the flesh you will die but if you if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live and it's as simple as that where you just you know it's it seems counterintuitive but you have to put aside the things of this world the things that that that, again that entice us and have the discipline and the trust and the faith and the relationship with god to be able to walk in a path that doesn't look like anybody else's around you a lot of times to have the confidence of knowing that god is in control and you i'm just you're not going to be able to know necessarily from sometimes from your surroundings or from the advice you get that this is the right way to go. Sometimes it's just you have to be in the word. You have to be committed to God. And in that process, you, you, you go through on this journey and on the other side, you understand. But sometimes even among the process, you don't understand why it is the way it is. Hmm. You know, I, I like that picture. Um, you know, in Deuteronomy chapter 30, uh, verse 19 It says that I call heaven and earth to witness against you um, today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. And and I think that's one of, you know, a lot of times as Americans, we say, well, you know, God has given us this this God-given, you know, God-ordained freedom, right? And okay, I I understand what's, what's being said because what God does give is God gives the freedom regardless of what bondage you are in society. He gives the freedom for you to choose him or to not choose him. And I think what pushes this thing off in Galatians that we just read is God isn't mocked, right? right. And so so that's how it starts. It's like, look it, 
God is not going to be made fun of. God's word and God's paths are not to be made fun of, not to be made light of. He's not mocked. This is what's going to happen. You are going to lay in the bed you make. You're Mm -hmm. going to eat what you plant, right? And, And so if you eat to the flesh, if you are all about you and your life, then you will eat corruption in this life. There will be decay. On the other hand, if you surrender your life to Jesus, you're actually going to be blessed and you're going to reap from the Spirit eternal life. And so what I want to do, Mike, on the other side of this break is I want to talk about how it looks when we start to reap from the flesh because people kind of hear that and that's kind of like christian linguistics it's like well what does that mean you know under the blood reap from the flesh this is weird like what are you what are you talking about so i want to put some some actual feet to that some some practical um you know examples of what that might look like so you're listening to shouts of grace and we will be right back you're listening to shouts of grace with pastor steve the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Hey, welcome back to the program. Super blessed you could join us today. Uh, my name is Pastor Steve Pearson with Redemption Hill Church. I am in studio today with Pastor Mike Cunningham, also with Redemption Hill Church and the future uh, Grace um, Church, Grace Community. Is it Grace Community, right? Just Great Church. Just Grace Great Church. Grace, great Grace Church. Grace Church. <laughs> That's going to be uh, ho- hopefully launching here in 2021. But Mike, before the break, we were talking about just this idea of sowing and reaping, right? Mm-hmm. And and how a lot of times when, when, when we talk Christianese, you know, people are kind of listening listening and going, Michael, what in the world does that mean? You know, God isn't mocked. Whatever man sows, he's going to reap. If he reaps to the flesh, he's going to, it just sounds like a, like a weird, you know, Lord of the Rings type of movie or something. Right. And so Mike, let's unpack that for a second. When we talk about sowing to the flesh and reaping corruption or reaping decay, let's talk about this in, in way of, of living a life that's apart from God's design and the decay that we can experience. And I like to think of it really in kind of three ways. It helps me kind of unpack things. We'll experience decay physically, Mm -hmm. right? If we don't live according to God's design, we'll experience decay emotionally if we don't live according to God's design. And we will definitely experience decay spiritually. So, So let's talk about that, Mike. When we talk about departing from what God says is right and good, there are often physical consequences to that. Talk about that. Well, obviously, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, and we are made in the image of God, and therefore, it's a gift. It is a true gift to, you know, just the way we were made, and we should honor God with our bodies, not, not mm-hmm. just in our, our diet and our, you know, our exercise and our sleep and, and those kinds of things, but also what we put in our mind, what we, what we do with our, our deal with our intimacy relationships, and being able to understand that, you know, we can abuse our bodies and abuse our ourselves physically to the point where um where we can just we can we can damage ourselves beyond repair. Yeah. I think of of the the toll that sin can have on a person. When when I live apart, remember it was David that said when I remain silent my bones waxed old or they waxed they there there was a, there was an infirmity there that was just sick. Another place it talks about what's happening in his mind, but but physically, here's here's what I think could happen in today's day and age. You know, when let's say we depart from God's design 
um, when it comes to, um, you know, our, our intimacy in marriage. Or let's say, you know, we've got two single people and they decide to go outside of God's design for marriage. Women end up pregnant right? People could end up with some, some physical problems because of that, right? Um, and when a woman ends up pregnant, it may be inconvenient. And now she's, she's thinking about abortion, right? And then when that abortion takes place, oftentimes there's physical complications after that. And so the, the reason I bring this up is because I don't think it's very similar to what we talked about on the, on the first side of the break is that I don't think we look into all that sin does. We look at the shiny outside, right? Fulfilling a desire we might have in the moment, but we don't realize that the back end of that has a heavy cost to it. And the enemy never tells us about that. He never tells us this will cost you this, this, and this. There will be physical problems with you. I mean, psychologically, Mike, you know, when a person is is living in sin, oftentimes there's depression that is associated with that because <clears throat> they can't find joy, right? And and when you can't find joy, you find yourself searching, you find yourself seeking for everything. And it's like this weird cycle where I just want to be joyful. So, okay, well, this person makes me happy. And then maybe I jump into another relationship or maybe I jump into a, a profession that isn't honorable to God or whatever it is. And it's like sin keeps spoon feeding sin in our lives in this cycle hurts us physically, right? I mean, talk about the stress level that sin brings, Mike, doesn't it? On people like, oh my gosh, what am I? Because perhaps I'm keeping a secret. Perhaps I'm involved with something on the internet. Perhaps I've I've done something that I shouldn't do. And the stress level goes up. It has a physical toll on our bodies. It does. You know, you and I both have youth ministry backgrounds. And isn't it amazing how some of the biggest life decisions that if it literally influenced generations hmm. were made like that. There, someone had a sexual encounter that changed the course of their life and their their entire lineage. Mm. A quick night partying with friends got them involved with a drug that never let go of them as long as they lived. Mm. You know, how quickly we make these these moment rash decisions, these things that we think are, just, are that are going to be really enjoyable, but the cost is so powerful. And and when I say generations, I mean, I literally know you literally, you know, grandmother, mother, daughter, grandchild, similar, to, you know, patterns of addiction that go all the way through. Or just the way that that families are splintered from just you know in, you know decisions that were made on the selfish decisions mm. that were that were told this is for you this is about I'm gonna be my authentic self I'm gonna finally do something for me and make a make a, a split decision that you know not that doesn't just affect you and your well being but your whole family dynamic mm. and and the children that sometimes come from that now understand and I mean this children are a blessing. And we have to love, you know, we, we love them. We're not going to hold them at fault for what their parents did or did not do. But at the same time, you have to understand that when we're seeing selfish in our personal lives, we don't hurt just ourselves. Because so the number one thing I always hear is, I'm just hurting me. This is a, say, a victimless crime here. Or I'm only hurting myself. That is a lie. Yeah, it's 100% lie. In fact, I think we don't need to look any further than the life of David when he thought, just as you said, for a moment, when no one's looking, I think I'm going to go out and, and, and there's a beautiful girl. I mean, look, look at God put her on the balcony and brought me at the right time. I mean, there's all kinds of way we can justify, you know, why we want to do what we're going to do. He takes Bathsheba and that leads to a murder that mm-hmm. leads to a cover up. And that leads to generational problems in his home. When Nathan, right. the prophet says, because you've done this, a sword will never depart from your home. 
He invited sin into a, a moment and didn't realize the cost that it would that it would toll that it would take on him when when all of a sudden his his son you know takes advantage and and of his daughter and then his other son is upset because he didn't do anything and he kills his son and then his and then that son takes off and there's just it's just this never ending cycle that breeds decay. And so when we depart from what God says is good and just, you know, a lot of times, Mike, you were in youth ministry, you've been in in ministry for a lot of years. People tend to think that God is a killjoy, that the commands of God are a killjoy. Like he just wants to keep me from having fun. But here's the thing. You don't understand that the lights of Sodom and Gomorrah aren't real. They're not true. There is a cost behind that that is so devastating and so deep, and you don't find out about it until you take the first bite, right? Right. And then it shows up, and then you'll do anything to not have it be, but the reality is now it is, and it just keeps eating. So God isn't mocked. God is telling us, if you sow to the flesh, if you live an unrestrained life where God is not in the equation, you're not bringing him in, you're not honoring him, God is telling you there's no end to the decay. It will end up killing you eventually. It'll ruin everything around you, but it doesn't have to be that way. Right. And it doesn't appear that way. For example, if with David and all of his positional power, if he's still accountable for his actions than all of us are accountable. He was king. He, you know, he should have, you know, if anyone could get away with it, it's David. Mm. But he, he, it ruined aspects of his life. Mm. And, uh, you know, was, those of us living today, we look around and everyone has their perfect little social media version of themselves. And that's what people think is they think I'm, I'm missing out. Everyone else's lives, these little fake lives that we put out for other people's public consumption, you know, always say the best things about us. And we look like we're just doing awesome as vacation pictures and new cars and certificates and whatever. And, you know, a lot of that's fantasy and we have to address the fantasy because that fantasy has deadly consequences when people get enticed by it. It does. And, and now if we take this, because, you know, as we started off this program, we talked about this being a very difficult week. If we take this personally now and we move it to a national level And now all of a sudden you don't have just you, but you have a nation that is wrapping itself around a life and an ideology and a direction that is contrary to what God says, then a nation is going to be hurt by that. A people is going to be hurt by that. And that is what scripture means when it says that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. This is what Jeremiah talked about in Jeremiah 18 when he said, God said, if what instance concerning a nation, if I decide to build it and plant it, if it does evil in my sight, I'll relent of the good that I thought to do to him. And it got so bad for the people of Israel that when Jeremiah stood before God, God would say, don't pray for these people. His people, Mike, don't pray for these people. If Moses and Samuel were to stand before me, I wouldn't pray for them. And and Jeremiah is heartbroken. He says, then what do I tell them? He said, tell them who's ever destined for the sword, go to the sword. Whoever's destined for famine, go to famine. Whoever's destined to captivity, go to captivity. In other words, go tell them to do what they've already decided to do. God is saying, I'm not going to be mocked. There are deep and heavy consequences for those who would depart from the living God. And Mike... I'm telling you, brother, I think I think national repentance is in order or America is going to see its worst days still ahead. God isn't mocked. Flesh never pays off anything other than decay. In the last 20 seconds, wrap us up. Well, the good news, though, is repentance can bring, lead to restoration. Amen. And even though our pride many times keeps us from going there, we, we realize that once we get over that pride, 
a gracious, all-powerful Father's way. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, great way to end. Um, if you have questions or you just need prayer, we'd encourage you to reach out to us on shoutsofgraceradio.com. If you want to drop us a little note, we'd love to hear from you. And just want to encourage you, choose God's path for your life. It leads to blessing and it leads to life and anything else is only decay. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of Grace.